Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 9th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com and your host here on Locked On Magic. We got a busy, busy show for you, I'm sure. Many of you are panicked. I actually took some time after the game, you know, it being a 9.30 game, so maybe... Not too much time, but I took a little bit of time to, to decompress and calm down a little bit after the Magic's 111-95 loss to the Los Angeles Lakers to start this long West Coast road trip. We'll have a complete recap of that game, as well as perhaps a statement everyone has been waiting for me to make, uh, a, a, you know, a, a, a statement that's probably long overdue at this point, but it is beginning to look more and more like this Magic team is not going to turn that proverbial corner, so I'll discuss that, and then we'll also talk a little bit more about uh, leadership. Uh, you know, some big questions here on Locked On Magic as the team heads on this West Coast road trip with an inauspicious and very frustrating and disappointing start. But So let's start with the two games that happened this weekend. Uh, I'll touch briefly on Friday's game against Houston Rockets because that game is just so far in the rearview mirror now. Uh, the Rockets are a weird team. They like to do weird things. Uh, they shoot a ton of threes, a lot more threes than I saw them shoot against Oklahoma City. Um, really just kind of a... Odd brand of basketball to watch. Um, it definitely has its moments. Uh, but Ryan Anderson tore the Magic up in the third quarter. That took away a lead that the Magic had at halftime. It, that was a game. Um, I thought Matt Moore of CBS Sports, uh, as he was watching the game on, on Twitter at least, said Magic had a halftime lead. This is a game you have to have before you head out on a West Coast road trip before, you know, just to stay in the playoff race. I mean, we're talking about a team that's that, that was still two games out of the playoff race. That was a game the Magic had to have. And they played some very good defense in that game. There is no getting around it. There was some good defense play. They held the Houston Rockets, a team that averages 114 points per game, to 100 points. Aaron Gordon did a stand-up job guarding James Harden. The, the Probably one of the finer jobs I've seen guarding James Harden. And honestly, if, if I'm the San Antonio Spurs, if I'm the Golden State Warriors... I look at that Magic game as a blueprint to beat the Houston Rockets in the playoffs. The, the Magic just did not have the horses to get them to the end, especially on offense in the fourth quarter. Nikola Vucevic missed a lot of shots. Uh, uh, Evan Fournier missed a ton of shots in the fourth quarter, and the Magic fell 100-93. It was, you know, one of those games where, you know, if you're a young team, it was clear that the Magic put a lot of, a lot of effort and heart into that game. Uh, and... You know, I, I walked out of the Amway Center that night, you know, telling some of the other writers, what can't happen here is you can't let Houston beat you twice. And and but what I mean by that is, uh, you, you know, in co- you know t- tonight being the the college football national championship game, I'll use a college football example. You play, say Ohio State or Alabama, and you're you know you know I, I'm a north. I, I'll just go ahead and say this. I'm a Northwestern guy, so you know when we play Ohio State, you know it's a big deal. Uh, you know, Northwestern went to went to Columbus this year and lost by seven. 
uh, looking for their first win at Columbus since the 50s or 60s, something like that. Maybe it was the 70s. In a very, very long time. What you can't have happen, though, is you play a close game where you pour your heart and soul into the game, and then you're still tired and frustrated the next game. That's, that's what I mean. There's, there's, those, those kinds of teams, those kinds of games beat you twice. Now, I don't know if that happens in the NBA, but that was, the, that was certainly something I had some concerns about because the Magic did put a lot of effort in that game. And against the Los Angeles Lakers, and uh, to start off a road trip that, that everyone that observes the Magic has pretty much said is a humongous road trip for the Magic. I mean, this is going to define the season. If they can stay 500 on this road trip, go 3-3, three and three, They'll probably stay in contact with the with the Eastern Conference playoff spot, but you kind of hold off on the trade wins. You hold off on the okay. Let's let's give this let's continue to give this team a little bit of a chance. If you go four and two, you go five and one. You you know you you're thinking there like okay maybe you know maybe there is still something there that that you know doesn't need change and we can ride this roster out. You go two and four. You go one and five. Dare I say you go zero oh and six? Your season's probably over. That's just the way this East goes. I mean, you got to stay 500 to stay in the race almost. And so targeting this first game, if you look at this road trip, it's at the two LAs, then to Portland. Uh, Portland's playing much better than they were before. To Utah, to Denver, to New Orleans. The It's a manageable trip, but you got to get wins. And starting off with the Lakers, that was a win the Magic needed to have. That was absolutely a win the Magic needed to have. Or at least they needed to play better than they did on Sunday. The Orlando Magic fall to the Los Angeles Lakers 111-95. It was just not a good effort whatsoever. Orlando gives up 40 points in the first quarter. Goes down. They, they scored 34, so it wasn't like they, were, they weren't scoring. But they were just a, a sieve defensively. And yes, the Magic did get better. It, you know, toward the end of the game, they gave up only 49 points in the second half, but they come out of the locker room in a two-point game and put up nine points in the third quarter. They shoot two for 20 in the third quarter, and the mat. And it wasn't that they were getting good shots and missing them. They we've had games this year where the Magic got good shots and missed them. This was a game where the Magic were unable to execute offensively against one of the worst defenses in the league and did not put up a good fight at all. They did not they didn't show up in that second half offensively and that was an absolute huge problem, an absolute crushing problem. The Magic never got back into the game. They were down uh, down 12 at the end of the third quarter. They got down by as much as 18 and it was over from there. The Lakers picked them apart defensively. D'Angelo Russell was great on the pick and roll. Brandon Ingram had a career game with 17 points. He was making jumpers, uh, really driving into the paint. Timothy Mozgov just rolling like crazy uh, in, in, in through the lane. Just no contact, no physicality whatsoever. A- everyone on the interior really struggled. And the Magic's really only answer offensively all night was Nikola Vucevic, who they, they, they got the ball, they dumped the ball to him in the post, and he went to work and, and did what Nikola Vucevic, what we expect Nikola Vucevic to do most nights. Uh, it was just a, a really frustrating evening. Uh, you know, you know. There's, I, I, I really can't say anything more than that. Orlando shoots 37.8% from the floor, 26.9% from beyond the arc. They do get 29 free throws, which is a nice, uh, a nice little solace, especially considering some of the other things. But 18 turnovers. They really got, they really struggled with the pressure. 
uh, defense that the Lakers employ. They couldn't figure out how to get into their sets and get into their motion. Um, it was just a lot of isolation plays. And when the Magic play like that, they get beat. Plain and simple, they get beat. It doesn't matter who they're playing. If they play like that, they will lose every single game that they play. The Lakers were the better team on Sunday night. They look like the, uh, certainly they look like the team with the better future, uh, and the Magic looked like a team that was either jet lagged or not motivated to play. Like I said, you know, maybe they got beat. Maybe they got beat twice by Houston by the emotion of that Rockets game. Certainly, they flew up to LA Saturday afternoon, so you know, not an excuse, but you know, jet lag certainly could have played an effect. You know, going across three time zones and still getting kind of your sea legs under you. All that still to me is irrelevant. The Magic have to play with better defensive poise and defensive presence. This team just doesn't play defense anymore. Uh, you know, since December 1st, they are the 28th ranked defense in the league by defensive rating. This is a bad defensive team, and I, I don't think we can hide from that. And that's going to lead us into what I'm going to talk about, and that's just this team does not work. I, I mean, I think, you know, I, I, there was a lot of doom and gloom on Twitter. Um, you know, I I jokingly call these these road these road trips magic after dark. So you can use the hashtag magic after dark. I get a little snarkier uh, later in the evening uh, as the games get later and later and later. Uh, but this was just a a, a ter- just a really poor effort from the Magic, and the road is only going to get tougher from here. Let's run through the stats real fast. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, like I said, leads the team with 19 points, eight for 17 shooting, seven rebounds, four assists. Good overall game from him. Um, you know, shooting's not super efficient, but, uh, you know, he's taking four three-pointers for some reason. Uh, but he did his job well. Um, Evan Fournier, also 19.6 for 16 shooting, five rebounds, three assists, four turnovers. The four turnovers stand out with Evan. He looked like he was really trying to force things, especially in the in the second half. Really, his shot selection wasn't good either. He was really, again, trying to force shots, trying to do things that maybe he does not normally do. Uh, to try and get this team over the hump, and and the Magic paid for it, I think, uh, with the way that this game turned out in the end. Uh, Serge Ibaka also scored 19 points, 8 for 17 shooting, 10 rebounds, a nice double-double for him. Got a lot of his work done early. Um, not, not much to say about Serge. Uh, defensively, he was really poor on Julius Randle. Uh, Julius Randle scores 19 points, 6 for 12 shooting, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, really bullied his way into the paint, and, and again, Ibaka just did not provide much of, of a resistance to it. Um, again, this all starts with defense. I, I mean, I think, you know, yes, the 2-for-20 shooting in the third quarter is bad. Yes, scoring 9 points in the third quarter is bad. It's hard to win games like that. The defense is going to be what saves this team. Um, if I, I still believe this. If you're focusing on the offense and the problems with the offense— and yeah, I, I think you could make an argument that maybe the, the Magic should have turned to Mario Hazonia for a little bit of an offensive spark tonight— or Sunday night. But if you're focusing on the offense, you're focusing on the wrong thing. The defense is still what matters most to this team, and, and this team just isn't playing defense anymore. Uh, you look at, you know, 111 points can given up, uh, you know, they give up a 106.2 defensive rating, which is slightly above above their average. Uh, it, it, you, the Magic aren't going to win games this way. Um, you know, a 19-point third quarter was really good, and the Magic did a good job, I thought, keeping themselves in the game despite the 2-for-20 shooting in the third quarter. They, they did about as well as they could, but they let go of that rope in the fourth quarter once the shots started falling again. Um, they let the lead get too far away. They, they got too discouraged, and, and they couldn't figure things out. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. 
Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. And that statement that they couldn't figure things out just always seems to loom large when it comes to this Orlando Magic team. Uh, they, you know, we're sitting here at game 39. So Wednesday's game 40. Friday in Utah and Portland is game 41. That means the second half of the season begins Saturday in Utah. This is a team during the halfway point of the season that we can fairly say doesn't have an identity. It it it, it doesn't have a mantra that they, they they can live by. They don't play consistently. We, we you don't know what to expect from game to game, and this isn't how it was supposed to be. The Magic went out and added all these veterans. They hired Frank Vogel. They signed Bismack Biombo. They got Serge Ibaka to form fit a defensive identity onto a group that that hadn't quite clicked yet. And so now sitting here at the midpoint of the season, they don't have that. Like I said, since December 1st, they're the 28th ranked defense in the league. This is not an insignificant period of time. We're now talking about a month, about five weeks, five, six weeks. And as good as those two weeks where they played like the best defense in the league were, it's looking like that's the outlier. It's looking like that's not who this team is. It's looking like this team is, is one of those teams that has talent enough to, to, to maybe outperform their statistics, but overall can't do anything. This is looking like a lottery team, in other words. And I think it's time to, to say this out loud, and I think it's time to maybe even do something about it. This team just doesn't work. For whatever reason, it doesn't work. The roster was a mess. It wasn't a good fit. And, and everyone noted that and saw it, and, and even Magic fans had to admit this roster is going to be a little bit tricky to figure out and resolve uh, when, when the season started. You know, whether you think Aaron Gordon's a three or a four, that's still a big debate uh, among um, among all NBA fans, it would seem. Uh, but putting him there, having a line, having lineups where Nikola Vucevic is playing next to Bismack Biyombo, uh, not trying a Serge Ibaka, Aaron Gordon front court, relying heavily on Jeff Green at the three, which, the, I mean, as, as much as we want to put Hazonia there, I think Hazonia is really a two. Uh, and so that is... Uh, you know that there are no other options. There's no really good options for the magic to to take, to look at. Offensively, we knew there was going to be a lot of problems. We knew that the team didn't have the creator. They didn't have the shooting to spread the floor properly. And and I think Sunday really showed that a lot. I think Sunday we really saw the cost of that lack of floor spacing and that lack of. Uh, of, of of ball movement they need they need an they need a brilliant offense that they can execute to free up space and put guys in positions to score and, and they don't really have that right now 
And so they're going to go through stretches like the third quarter. They're going to go through, through stretches of games where they struggle to to hit 80 points or hit 90 points like they did earlier in the season. That's part of who this team is, like I've always said. But the lack of inconsistency now through 40 games, you know, it pretends to a team that just doesn't have an identity, that just doesn't fit together. And I think that's the crushing realization that we're going to, that we're finding, that, that we're at least finally being able to not so much say out loud, but that's got to be the realization that's coming from this road trip so far. I mean, one game on a road trip, but that's got to be the realization that that's coming. That this team, as much as we want to believe it will turn things around, isn't there yet. And with the directive to make the playoffs this year, how much longer can Rob Hennigan and Alex Martins wait? I'm not sitting here calling for the team to go make a trade. I'm not sitting here calling for the team to do whatever it takes to make the playoffs. That's that's their decision. You know, I I talk to Magic fans who are ready to tank, to go after one of these big guys coming in this in this in this loaded draft class. I know people who are frustrated that this team isn't close to the playoffs, and and certainly Rob Hennigan's probably you know making decisions for his job still. As far as we know, who knows? Who knows? I mean, you know, maybe maybe he, he gets a little bit of a reprieve, but whatever the plan was for this season, all the bets they made haven't panned out, or not enough of them have panned out to get this thing to work. The Magic are on the fringes of the playoff race right now, and yeah, it's probably a little too early to, to look at standings, but... There are three games out of the playoffs entering this road trip, entering Sunday's game. I would imagine they're four games out after this loss. Could be three and a half. Could be could still be three. But Orlando can't be worrying about the standings. They've got to worry about their own game, about themselves. And as frustrating as it continues to be, they cannot get wins strung together. They cannot play the same way night to night. The team that played Houston on Friday would have torched the team that that would have torched that Lakers team. They took one of the best teams in the league to the wire, had them on the ropes. They beat the Spurs on the road, but they also lost a 30 at home twice in a matter of two weeks. They also got blown out at home numerous times by teams they they shouldn't get beat so badly by. It's time to admit that this this team doesn't work. And I'm sure many of you have been yelling it for a longer time than I'm willing to say it, but I'm saying it now. This team just does not work. And the Magic, if they want to make the playoffs are going to have to make a change. And that change, of course, will come with its own risk, that that doesn't work, that that only gets you deeper into the hole. And so Orlando at this point is at a decision point, a big decision point, about how to how to move things next. 
I do believe Frank Vogel when he says there is a playoff team in this group. They have the talent. They've shown they have the talent. But having the talent isn't enough. You got to walk the walk. You got to play what you preach. And so far this season, the Magic haven't been able to do that. And we're at the mid we're at the midpoint of the season. We have enough data, we have enough of a sample size to say this is likely who we are. And if 21 and or if, I'm sorry, if 16 and 23 is who this team is, they'll be heading to Secaucus in in May. Of course, we're you know I'm 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 a positive guy. I'm an optimist. You know, I I, I jokingly said entering the third quarter after Magic scored nine points, we're down by twelve. I still think the Magic can win this game because if there's one, I mean, if there's one thing I know about the Magic is I don't no clue what they're gonna do. I, I I fully expect them to beat the Clippers on Wednesday and make me eat my words today because that's what the Magic do this year. But I think you know one of one of our writers on on OrlandoMagicDaily.com I think hit on something really really important. Um, Kenny, Kenny, our, our Kenny Oliver wrote a piece over the weekend. I encourage you to go go read it. I'll be posting it on the Twitter feed at, at Locked On Magic as well as on the Facebook page later on today. Uh, asking who is the Orlando Magic's leader, and I think this is. If, I mean, as someone in the comments to that article said, the fact we have to ask this question is probably indicative of the problems with this team. Uh, and and I would say yes, that's probably true. That you know that there isn't a clear cut leader on this team. I think we all want it to be Serge Ibaka. Um, and, and Serge, you know, he doesn't talk to the talk to the media a lot. Um, you know, for for a, you know whatever reason, um, he you know. So we don't really, ha- you know, I don't really have a good sense of, of who he is. But I do, I do not doubt his seriousness about winning. Um, I think he's learning how to assert himself more. I think that was one of the struggles, especially that we saw earlier in the year. Um, and I think he's found a nice balance of how to uh, play with play within himself offensively, but on the defensive end especially, he knows how to assert himself. And, and, and I do think it's indicative of some leadership what he and, and the other guy who I think is the leader. And, and Bismack Biombo goes out for the captains' meetings uh, during games, which I, I think does say a little bit of something. Um, but you know what I th- I think it is indicative of what what Surge what what Surge and what Biz do um, from that game against the Lakers before Christmas where they they told the team you guard your man you press up we got the we got the rim and they blocked nine sh- and they and they combined for I think seven of the nine blocks in that first quarter. Obviously, you can't play that way all the time, but I do think Serge Ibaka and Bismack Biombo, especially if both of them are going to start, have to be the leaders for this team. They have to be the guys who kind of anchor this team because, again, they're the anchors defensively. So it's only fair that they're the anchors personality-wise. I, I want to believe that Serge Ibaka is, is is one of the leaders of the team, or is, is the leader of the team, because he's one of the, he's probably the best player on the team overall. Um, he's, you know, a, a big part of what they do defensively when they do play well defensively. Uh, and... You know, I think he's kind of a quiet guy. He's a lead by example guy. I think he, he he's more of a, you know, talk to people, and, and a quiet moment in the locker room type guy. Uh, but, you know, from my observation, Bismack Biombo has certainly taken on a larger leadership role in this team. I mean, after games, good, bad, or indifferent, 
he's the one saying, you know, we've we've got to be better. You know, we've got to be good on defense. We got to do this again. You know, he'll go on a, a minute and a half long like monologue about how we've got to you know be better. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. We've you know we we can't be satisfied with this win. We've you know we have to you know saying a lot of the coach speak stuff that that you want to you want to hear said, but. I do think it's genuine, and I think Biz, for for all his positives and minuses, does bring a lot of energy to the team and, and does have a strong voice in that locker room. Um, and I I think that uh, he is a, a big presence for them, both both behind the play and, and in front of the play. Um. Um. So, uh, you know, it, it's. It's hard to say who the who the leader for this team is. It really is hard to say. You know, if if it's not going to be those two who anchor the defense, it's it's got to be uh, Alfred Payton, right? He's he's the start. He is ostensibly the starting point guard. Uh, he's in control of the team. You want your point guard to be a leader, and, and I think Alfred does take on some of that role. But I, I think you know it, it's. It's it's still so hard to get a handle on this team. I mean, I ha- I hate to say it. It's it, it's just like everything else. It's so hard to get a handle on this team and whose roles are what. You look at Evan Fournier and the way he plays, and it seems like he wants to be the leader of the team because he's kind of forcing things and trying to trying to get the team going with the way that he knows how. Whether you know whether it's successful or not is certainly certainly up for debate, and and I think it's a fair debate at that. Um, after him, you know. Maybe Nikola Vucevic is, you know, you know, I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. And I think, you know, this lack of a, you know, maybe a clear hierarchy, if if that's the right word, or a lack of, you know, just a just a clear person to to grab the team and pull them together. And I think Jeff Green plays some of that role too. It seems like guys just kind of, you know, get bits and pieces of it. Uh, and I think that certainly could be one of the reasons why the team has had some of the struggles it's had. It's you know. You know, there's there's the vocal leader in Bismack Biombo, but he's not producing so much on the court. There's Serge Ibaka, who's doing a lot on the court, but it, it you know he's kind of more of a quietly by example guy. There's you know it, it's it feels like the the piece that's still missing for the Magic is that rah rah guy who's going to put people on his back and, and and grab people almost by the collar and bring them with him. That player isn't there, and, and and maybe that's a superstar player. I mean, uh, certainly, like you know, I, I, when I think of kind of failed leadership experiments with the Magic, I, I think of Tracy McGrady, who, you know, wasn't that kind of a player. Like he could produce himself and and motivate himself, but he was a kind of quiet guy and didn't lead, didn't lead the rest of his team. And when he was given the captain's C that last year, he really struggled. Um, you know, they missed they missed Daryl Armstrong that year because Daryl Armstrong was a guy who could. Back up his his words on the court, carry the team a little bit, you know, make plays to get others involved and get them get them confident, as well as push them to a higher level with his own play, specifically with his hustle. That's that's what made Daryl Armstrong famous. That's what made Daryl Armstrong one of the most beloved players in in franchise history. And, and the magic, this magic team, like like so many other things, just doesn't seem to have it all together. They don't seem to have it. You know where the where it's needed almost, and I think that's going to continue to be the struggle for this team. And you know, and and you know, a coach can only do so much, and, and and a coach can only carry a team so far with with schematics. It's it's got to come down to execution, and 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 at a certain point, it's got to come down to just 
getting the job done. Uh, you know, we uh, Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel was asking before the road trip, does a road trip build chemistry? build chemistry or does winning build chemistry or, or does a road, you know, does building chemistry through a road trip lead to wins or do, do wins lead to building chemistry? And, you know, Frank Vogel's, you know, Vogel joked that, you know, it's a chicken or that's a chicken or an egg question. And it's, you know, in truth, it's probably a little bit of both, but you know, it, this magic team just seems so lost in the woods right now that it's hard to say, what direction the team's going to head? What direction the team will move in and and grow grow out of? And that's again, that's where the Magic are at right now. The Magic don't have easy answers to these questions. And the sooner they and the sooner they begin answering these questions, the better opportunity they have to to win to win these games. And to, to start getting where they need to go. It's, it's this this maybe this leadership question is a chicken or the egg problem too. There's no leader until people believe in him via winning. But there's no winning without this leadership to to go out and win. And that's kind of where the magic are at after this loss is figuring out who they are again as they as they near the midpoint of the season. And we'll have plenty more on that as the week goes on, and especially next week as well. I want to thank you all for listening to Locked On Magic. Sorry for getting this up a little bit later than I usually do. Of course, I'm I'm living on West Coast time for the next two weeks, even though I'm I'm here in nicely cool Orlando. I like I like Orlando when it's cool. I I have to say I it it dipped into the 40s this weekend. I love Orlando when it's in the 40s because because I walk outside in my gym shorts and my t-shirt. And just kind of laugh at everybody. <laughs> I went to school in Chicago, so I, I get to laugh at everybody uh, when when they don't know how to dress for the cold. Um, a couple of people ask me, are, "Are you cold?" I'm like, "No, it's it's not so bad." Um, but as long as you're not outside for too long. But uh, uh, cover up your plants with your white tarps if you need to, and uh, enjoy enjoy the two days of winter we get every year. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as on Facebook on at Locked On Magic. Be sure to give us a like there. I want to see those likes bump up. Uh, Use the hashtag Magic After Dark during games. We'll be tweeting snarky stuff uh, throughout the games, or I, I like to tweet snarky stuff after games. You know, turn we turn the lights down real low, and we get nice and cozy for these West Coast games. Stay stay up late with the Magic with some Magic After Dark. You can follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily, and of course, you can subscribe to the podcast on Audio Boom, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher as well. That'll do it for today's episode. We'll be back with another episode of Locked on Magic tomorrow. Check us out then. Until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. 
Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.